We can see Lo and Paula and Noah back. Missed them. Missed this. Picked uh, the one that I would refer to anyway, so that's a, a good choice. Building on a solid foundation. How many times do things like this happen, but maybe not to the degree that we picture there? But we build and think we have a good foundation, and then as time unfolds, it appears not to be quite as solid as we thought. The psalmist is reminding us of our need to depend on God, and I want to go over now to 2 Timothy chapter 2, and in verse 19. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The solid foundation of the Lord stands, and He knows those that are His. We need to desire to build on a solid foundation. We're living during a period of time where everything that we have believed or followed or practiced or taken for granted is being re-examined again. The things that were acceptable years ago are no longer acceptable for one reason or another. And it even applies within the realm of religion. The challenge of trying to determine and to find that which is on a good foundation as opposed to that which is not. And we're reminded from the scriptures, there have always been problems from the creation on down, problems in the establishment of the church by the Lord and those that had problems after it has been established along the way. We do not like to live in uncertainty. We want to have a certainty about it, particularly in the areas of religious matters. But as with anything, there's so many false information or so much false information out there. Sometimes it's hard to determine indeed what is true. There are many who will use scriptures as a basis for what they do, but they do not use all of God's scripture as they make that determination. And there are those who, be, who believe a wide variety of different information. I have not checked lately, nor does it do any profit to, I guess. I do not know how many religious or different religious bodies exist just in America? How many different beliefs are out there saying that they are indeed based upon God's Word? And there's a need for us to have this solid foundation and to be reminded that the Lord knows those that are His. We may not. We may not be able to fully perceive that. 
those who believe different things may not understand it. But we need to have a surety in our life that we believe without a, without a moment's doubt. God knows who his people are. Those who make the false claims are not his. God knows those that are his, and he will take care of that situation. We're to have this solid foundation upon which we are to build. There's a seal that goes along with it, declaring that it is God's. And we find as we look there in verse 19, let everyone know the Lord knows those are his, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. As we read about God's foundation, we need to be reminded of what God knows. We live in a time of religious confusion. There are many out there who profess to know God. Many of those are very sincere and what they believe. But they've been misinformed or have not searched the scriptures as diligently as they need to. Or they've listened to information that has been inserted as they are in study Bibles and so forth. Discuss with an individual about the necessity of baptism, which he denied Strongly. He denied it strongly because that's what the Bible teaches. And I said, show me where it teaches that. So he turned in his Bible over the first Corinthians chapter one, read down there through there, and where Paul says, I was not sent to baptize. There is a footnote in his Bible that says, therefore, baptism is not necessary for salvation. Well, he read the footnote as being the Bible. It's in my Bible. I can point to it and show you where it says in my Bible, baptism is not necessary for salvation. The man was sincere, but that does not make him right. There are a lot of sincere people out there who believe what they are doing is right. But who have not really taken the time to read what God has to say about the matter. Which church is the true church? Who are the truly saved? Well, the answer I can give to that one, the Lord knows who are saved. And some of those who believe that they are or may not be if they look at their life more closely in light of the scriptures. We're reminded in Matthew seven thirteen and 14 that not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into that kingdom of heaven. There's a broad way and a narrow way. We make the choice along the way. There can be devout individuals out there you read Acts chapter 10, first several verses, and on down there, dealing with Cornelius. As you read there, in light of many in the religious world, Cornelius had no problem. 
He believed in God. He was a devout man. He did many good works. Surely he's okay. But Peter was told to go to him in chapter 11 and verse 14 and tell him words by, by which he, what? Must be saved. He believed in God. There's a lot of people who believe in God. Creation tells you that there is. That may be all that they know about God is what they kind of perceive there. They can be devout in what they believe or what they practice, but that does not mean that they are acceptable to God. We're not the judge, God is. And so ours is to try to point them to God's word. What foundation are you being built upon? What are you building your hope upon? What are you building your life upon? And again, the numerous religious bodies that are out there are staggering. And it's been sad down through the years to see the numerous divisions that arise within the Lord's body. For one reason or another, whatever it might be, they've quit printing the directory of where the the saints meet because they took a lot of flack over designations that they put in the book. I do not remember or recall offhand how many, but there were like 30-some different divisions that you could find within the churches of Christ. Believe in the instrument, don't believe in the instrument, hand clapping, women wearing veils, kitchens, non-kitchens, support institutions, non-supportive institutions, and the list went on and on and on. How do we know? I do not, but I know God does. God knows who his people are. Ours is to strive to live a life that would be found pleasing in his life. And not everyone who professes to know the Lord indeed will be saved. Many will say, Lord, Lord, haven't we done all these marvelous works in your name? And he will say, depart from me, I never knew you, ye workers of iniquity. The contrast that God gives is sobering. Again, you read what he's saying there. Those who were able at that time to do miracles, heal the sick, raise the dead. They're going to say, Lord, we've done all of this in your name. And he's going to say, I do not know you. You are a worker of iniquity. You have not surrendered the will to God. Look what we have done. Not what God is doing. But what we have accomplished, and the problem is always there, we can be certain that we will follow God's word. We're reminded in Matthew 16, verse 18, the Lord said he will build his church and that the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. The Lord is building his church. Ours is, will we be submissive 
to his will. Humans always have a way of thinking that they know better. They have found a way that will work. They found a way that is pleasant and so forth. Again, we are going through that in our society tonight. We're trying to redefine society all the way through from what is and what is not acceptable, what should be dealt with and what should be left alone, as if we in the 21st century are the only ones that have had any answers to what plagues humanity. We have those who look at any aspect of our society and says it needs to be changed. Cannot use terminology that we always used. And they're pushing for quite a spectrum. There's no longer male and female. Everything is accepted. Cannot use those terms. They are restrictive. And we apply that to religion. We live in a society, and we have, regardless of what people have wanted to say, we've lived in a divided religious world since our country was founded and long before that. But since our country was founded, there's always been a divided religious world in this country. Who came over first? Why did they come? What did they do when they got here? How many colonies were established for, on religious basis that had nothing to do with other colonies that were established on a different religious basis? We live in a society, again, that wants to call this a Christian nation and there's no way that it is in any sense of the term. It's a God-fearing nation. No, we've always been divided in our reference to God. What I do know, God's word is true. And what I do know is God said, I will build my church, Jesus said. It belongs to him. He purchased it with his own blood upon that cross. He has exclusive right to say what will or will not take place, or who will and who will not be allowed to be a part of that body that he has established. He's called his people through the gospel. It's what shares, it's what gives us that information. And again, man's not happy with what he has or what has been given to him. So he is constantly changing even this. And it's hard to find as you look in bookstores uh, if you look in uh, Dollar Tree and Walmart and other places, you can find some old King James Bibles. But if you walk into a Bible bookstore, they're hard to find. They got everyone else's brand of Bible out there. Got their name emblazed upon it. I've always been intrigued by those who claim to be children of God, who have established foundations that are to promote Christianity. But do they ever refer to it as the name of the Lord? 
They're all named after some religious leader, are they not? Not singling them out, but the Billy Graham Foundation, the Jimmy Stewart Foundation, John Hagee, John MacArthur. I mean, you just go down the list. You walk into a, a, a religious or a Bible bookstore, and you see how many Bibles are out there that came, that carry the name of a religious man. And they will have his teaching throughout that Bible. And human beings, because it says Holy Bible, believe that's what it is. So if I open it up and I read in there in a footnote, uh, and they all carry the footnotes, it's just interesting to read some of those. Pick up a Catholic Bible, for example, and read the footnote of Matthew 16, 16, 18, and see what it has to say. They acknowledge what it says, but down in the footnote, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the footnote says that has a reference to Peter and not to Jesus. Wow. We need that seal of the foundation that belongs to God to be willing to hang on to it. It's Jesus, is it not, who adds to the church those who are being saved? Acts 2, 41 through 47. The Lord added, the, the Lord added daily to the church those that were being saved. The Lord adds. Read Revelation 2 and 3 the letters of the seven churches of Asia. The Lord is addressing those churches. The Lord is telling them what's right and what's wrong in those, those congregations. Telling them what they need to do to be right. Simply because they carry the name does not make them necessarily right with God. It has to be according to what God has specified in His Word. The gospel message is clearly proclaimed throughout the scriptures. The calling for faith and baptism. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved, Mark 16, 15, and 16. The tied together. It's always been amazing to me as I stayed with individuals and of their religious persuasion that believe you're saved and then you're baptized. They'll read Mark 16, 15, and 16 and we'll read it word for word. And then immediately the next words out of their mouth is, I believed, I was saved, and then I was baptized. You just read the text. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And immediately after reading that, you change what the word said. And you want to believe you're right with God. It applies to us as well. Do we have a hunger and a thirst to know what it is that God has said through his word? To remind us baptism is for the remission or the forgiveness of sins. To hear him debate that. I want to be a follower of God is a general consensus that people will say. I want to be a follower of God 
but I want to follow God in the way that I want to follow God. Are you wanting to follow God? No, I want to follow God my way. Well, that does not work. But we live in a society that has wanted to practice that for years. But put on Christ in our baptism. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord of Christ depart from iniquity. Again, you read the scriptures from the beginning of the church. There have always been religious problems as to what is involved. You have a council in Acts 15 where the church comes together, the, the elders and, and the apostles, to discuss circumcision and the keeping of the law. Is it required by Christ or not? There was division. Some say you needed to, some said you didn't. So what's right and who's right? And they needed to discuss that. You get over to 1 Corinthians and you read there 1 Corinthians 1, 10 through 13. What we would call preacheritis. I'm a Paul. Well, I like Peter. Well, I like this one, and I prefer this one. And if this one's preaching, I'll go way out of my way to meet him or to, to hear him. But if someone else is preaching, I wouldn't cross the street to hear him. It still plagues us. It still plagues us. Even though the person is preaching the truth, we have those preferences. But we need to understand that's what that is. It's my preference. It's not God's preference. His is that the gospel would be preached. And that we would change our life. And that we live in this land that there is always the misunderstanding of who is and who isn't that child of God. Are we willing to go back to God's word? Are we willing to do the things that God would have us to do in a way that God would have us to do? We've dealt with it and others deal with it. I mean, we, we live in society for those who want to walk in the light of God's word. We'll sit there, debate, argue, fight, split, not speak to each other over things that the Bible does not even address. What can you do in this building? What can you have in this building or the one we're building? We have fought, divided. Some have gotten into fist fights over what's involved. Years ago, congregation divided over having a drinking fountain in the building. They divided, split. Or what we would use in polite terms, indoor facilities. I preached for a congregation in Arkansas that still had the outdoors facilities. And this is in the 1970s. And they still had two outhouses on the property. It's been amazing to me that there are those who 
want to follow one of those ways or another, who have understood that if their grandparents were alive in the day in which they are living, their grandparents would not have tolerated anything that they are tolerating. Indoor facilities, drinking fountains, and so on and so forth. Who are we trying to please? Are we willing to listen to him through his word? Are we willing to search out? He tells us to gather together to meet and to worship and to praise him. And again, those divisions ought not to be, but they are because, guess what? We're all human. But may we have a love for God, a desire to please him, and we desire to stand on a solid, firm foundation that is God with an understanding that above all that goes on in this world, God knows his people. God works with his people. God will save his people. And God will glorify his people one day in heaven. We should want to be of that number. But the choice will always be ours in the life that we live. Will we choose to follow God or will we choose to listen to our own devices and our own wisdom, our own understanding as opposed to listen to God? We're we willing to do his will and follow him home. As we look at your life this morning, where is it? Where is it in the eyes of God? Not are you pleased with it. Is God pleased with it? Is God pleased with the life you're currently living? Is there a need to make a change in that life? to draw closer to God, to recommit to his, doing of his will in the way that he has said it, to have that love for one another and that love for him. If life is not where it needs to be, the time to change is now. We could assist you, we could help you in any way, and be, indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.